Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. I've spent a few weeks now. If you haven't noticed, we're like a month in just on stepping into season one, just on making attempts at verbal intimacy. When I was originally writing this, um, I was hoping just to go through verbal intimacy, cognitive intimacy, emotional intimacy, psychological, that is just six weeks in a row. I didn't realize that there were so many hiccups to trying to just get a verbal intimate foundation. And ladies, thank you for your vulnerability because it's your experiences that have helped me be more thorough as you've told me things about the 101 ways that a man can ruin verbal intimacy without even talking. So today's topic of greenhouses and boundaries lends itself to more on that theme. But before we get into these concepts, what have you experienced so far? If you have a, well, here's what's aggravating for me when I ask this question. I'm talking to a couple of dozen men and we're talking about making these attempts to ask wives into inviting them into season one. And then I talk to you and most of you aren't experiencing any invitations. It's like, okay, guys, uh, start doing the invite inviting a couple of the guys. One guy says I'm on rejection number seven in his attempts. I met with a, a wife yesterday in a individual meeting whose husband is extremely well-trained in lots of psychology elements, including relationship elements. And he never invites her. He um, has expressed some angst about the lack of connection, but he still doesn't ask her on dates. And I'm all, it's not rocket science, um, but we still had to spell it out. So is anyone experiencing any good or bad attempts at being invited on dates? And I'm going to cry if nobody's getting any. No, no. Oh, now it looks like there's a stream of chats going on. I better look at what's going on here. I don't get invitation. Not that that sounds like invitations anyway, but if he happens to be nearby, he'll just start talking to me like he has already received acceptance to the end. Ugh. Okay. Um, yes, he actually planned something fun plus dinner. Yay. Okay. He tries, but when it doesn't end with physical energy, he pouts for weeks. Oh, okay. I'll work on that one. I'll work on that one. My husband does a good job with the MTAs. They are infrequent, but that is their season of our lives. Writes a battle plan, then reviews it with me before we go. Oh, well, that's not horrible. Good. Good, good, good. Okay. So we have some decent attempts here. 
Uh, for those of you who aren't experiencing this, let's all rejoice that there's a possibility a man can get it right. Don't roll dice. Don't put money on it. Let's just enjoy the possibility that a man can get it right. So maybe the man you're in a relationship with might get it right at some point. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. This is a good lead into the concept called boundaries. Now, for those of you who've known for me for a while, I've always had a little bit of a glitch in my system for the concept of boundaries. I respect and I acknowledge that there's something right about the concept, but it's always felt to me like there's something a little bit off about it as well. After quite some time pondering it, I hope to share with you today what is my elaboration on the concept of boundaries in hopes that relationships can become stronger and healthier over time. And ladies, a lot of my approach to this has a lot to do with man psychology. Boundaries in and of themselves, the way I've read and um, reviewed them, has an insulting implied idea behind it. It's the idea that men can't be observant. It's the idea that you have to spell it out for them. It's the idea that you have to do all this psychological work to figure out all the details of the ins and outs of what a man should and should not do in your presence when you already have a full-time job just taking care of you, just trying to figure out your own needs. And so the reason that I've demanded an expanded view on this is because I expect more of the men. I expect a man to be able to figure out, let, let's just do a, um, let's just do a, 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 a 16, 17 year old kids on a date. Okay. Do we really expect that the girl has to have a pocket handbook full of boundaries? Okay. That she has to flip out the book and say, okay, here's what you're allowed to do and not do with me. I expect the young man to have enough observational skills to know that if he leans in for a kiss on the porch and she turns her head away a little bit and tries to keep a smile on her face, that he now can see that there's a boundary there. Like, it's not time for a kiss yet. And I'm not insulting you. I'm just saying I've enjoyed the evening. See, there's a smile on my face. I'm, I'm standing here. I didn't run inside the door. I didn't wave to you from the car and say, peace out. Okay, I walked with you to my porch. I stood with you for a second. I let myself stand close to you, but it's not time for a kiss yet. You shouldn't have to explain that to a man who's paying attention, okay? And I expect the men that I work with to have that much intelligence. So if he's walking off the porch, he should not be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so rejected. Oh my gosh. She's such a raunchy blah, 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 because she so blew me off right there. He should read the situation correctly without any explanation from you and say, this woman just walked with me to her porch. This woman just stood with me. This woman said, no, thank you without any words in a very kind and polite way to I'm not ready to kiss yet. And so she probably would like to go out with me again, but I just won't rush the kissing part. I'm not an idiot. I can figure that out just by observing. So ladies, I hope that one of the boundaries you put into place is that you don't have to explain your boundaries anymore. One of the representations of a man who is healthy enough to participate in a relationship 
with a living, breathing woman is he pays enough attention to her body language and her facial expressions, etc., that he can at least tell that some kind of a signal has been shared. Let's say the guy is just a little bit slow. You turn your head away, you keep a smile on your face, and he says, oh, wait, is it too early to try to kiss you? And you say, yeah, probably. And he says, oh, okay. So he asks for clarification. You give clarification. He's okay with it. He might have been able to figure it out on his own, but it wasn't a fight. It wasn't a battle. You just had a response and he paid attention and caught on. If he's not ready for that, if he's still in his own world, if he's still in his own head, if he's thinking, all right, how do I get her to want to kiss me next time? I would really like her to breach her value system. Okay. He's not ready to be in a relationship with you. I'm going to tell everybody that I see that she was a cold fish because she wouldn't even kiss me at the end of a date. If he has any weird reactions, he's not ready for a relationship. If he asks you on a first date and you say, no, thank you, I'm not quite ready, and he blows up or throws a fit, he's not ready. I think we've already talked about, but I want to reintroduce the concept of weather checks. One of the amazing things about your brains, ladies, is you can make plans for a picnic and look forward to a lovely event. But if you look out the window and it's starting to rain, you just change the plan. You go, we can do something different that would be fun. If you're planning to take your kids to the skate park and it's raining, you just plan an activity inside. You're very creative and very capable. When you hope to have a nice activity with a man, but the weather's not good enough for it, you just say bummer and you go do something without him. Let's go do something else. So if you have questions, what if he's like this? What if he's not like this? What if he's like this? What if he's not like this? And all of them fall into the category of what if he's just bad weather? Don't play with him. Don't interact with him. Just withdraw and go do something else. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.